One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Old Brother, a podcast about Salford slash Manchester's legendary musical institution, The Fall. As you know, you can find us at Spotify, Apple and all the usual suspects. But if you're interested, we're hosted at play.acast.com forward slash yes forward slash Old Brother. Of course, you can also get the episodes on YouTube. If you search for Old Brother Podcast, you can even subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. For this penultimate episode of this season, we were highly gratified, as you'll hear, to welcome Tim Burgess. And I will be listing some of his myriad achievements in a moment. But, given his ridiculous schedule, I really have to emphasise how grateful we were to agree to join us. And as you'll hear in a minute, it was an absolute joy. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of Old Brother with me, Paul Hanley, and my brother and colleague, Mr Stephen Hanley. Morning, Steve. Hello. Morning. <laughs> Morning. I'm okay, thanks, yeah. Good, good. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm all right, yeah. So, uh, I know we're saying that we're delighted to introduce, I and mean, I definitely am delighted. I'm just trying to think of different words for delighted. Than I am um, <laughs> highly gratified to introduce our guest today, musician, singer-songwriter, record label owner, author, uh, lead singer of the, as it says on Wikipedia, lead singer of the alternative rock band The Charlatans, and... Probably more importantly, one of the heroes of lockdown, thanks to the listening party, which was an absolutely fantastic initiative. Still going, of course. And uh, yeah, oh, without further ado, uh, good morning, Mr. Tim Burgess. How are you, Tim? You all right? How are you doing? Good, good to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks. For, I'm delighted too. Or uh, gratified, no, gratified. Or whatever, or whatever the other word he, he said was. I think it was. Something was highly gratified. I think. Highly gratified. I'm highly gratified too. But um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So uh, while while we're on the subject of the uh, 
listening party briefly. I've got yeah. an admission here that you've not had on yet, and I'm quite surprised because he was born in the same... Well, he was born in Northwich, which you weren't born in, but you lived in for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Rupert Holmes, the lead singer of the uh, who sang the Pina Colada song, Escape. He was born in Northwich. How come you've not had him on? I don't know, but <laughs> I do love some of his songs. Um, yeah. yeah, I do, yeah. I only know that one, really. Well, no, th- th- there's, a, there's a couple of, like, really... You know, he um, sort of fits into the same sort of mould for me as like Jerry Rafferty. You know, like yeah. really, really great crafted yeah. songs, and and um, uh, and uh, and probably about that era as well. And you know, I didn't really like him so much at the time, but I've grown to really like him, uh, uh, you know, like lately. And, uh, and and yeah, that 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 song's brilliant. though, Pina Colada song. It's the same uh, same setup as Babushka by Kate Bush. What the song? Yeah, four horrible people all, be, all going behind each other's backs. Oh my God! No, no. <laughs> oh no, three horrible people to be fair. So she she writes that in Babushka, she writes a letter to tempt her husband. Yeah, and then he falls for it, and he Pina Colada song. He puts the advert, and then his wife falls for it. They're all above each other. <laughs> very clever, very clever. But yeah, I mean, I I I, I love the Northwich connection, and um, you know, I should get I should get him on. You should. Yeah. Has, he got albums? Has he got albums out then, yeah? Uh, yeah. No, no, he just did one single and never did anything else again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could be forgiven for thinking that, could you? Yeah, he's massively successful. He did loads, he's done oh, loads no. of Broadway shows and stuff. He's, he's really successful. I know, he was on the, ra- he was on the radio recently, yeah. Well, that's, what, with him. that's what made yeah. me think of it, because they have a Pina Colada festival in Northwich. That's right, they were trying to get him down to it, yeah. Getting down to it, yeah. Yeah. So, all those of you listening, desperate for uh, talk of the fall, we'll just have another 15 minutes on Rupert Holmes and then we'll uh, we'll probably get onto the fall at some point. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I've got it down here, and uh, as always, when you gather information on the internet, it might not be correct. The first album you bought was uh, 77 early years, 79, is that right? No, that's absolutely right, yeah. I mean, it's an awful sleeve. You, you weren't attracted by the cover pictures, were you? The back cover pictures, yeah. Ooh, you might tell you what, you won't want to be caught in a dark alley then for. It was, uh, I mean, I, I don't know why that was the first one. I mean, uh, it, it, all, it's all to do with timing, isn't it? Um, you know, but um, when did that come out? Was it like 83 or something like that? No, 81 probably. Probably, yeah. Um, and uh, it was, you know, for, I, I probably bought it for Bingo, Bingo Master's Breakout, to be honest, which is the song that I, you know, um, liked uh, the most at that time. And then after that, I bought uh, Grotesque and, and, and Slates. Um, right. And then I was right in the middle then of um, of uh, um, Perverted by Language, kind of, and, and then the kind of, you know, the, the album Beggar's Banquet kind of era yeah. after that. And that's kind of like, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's really hard to sort of like say what my favourite era of the fall would be, but it would probably be, you know, the Beggar's kind of yeah. like... Because we 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 signed to Beggar's because of the fall. So we we get we getting them free then the album. Free actually, um, I got I got I'll tell you what I got. Um, uh, the sing the singles from uh, Curious Orange and Hey Lu- Hey Luciani twelve inch and stuff like that. But you know I I had most of them. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, let me think. That's, 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 that's three, more, three, four yeah. albums than you got, Stephen, didn't yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, def I definitely got Hey Luciani and, um, oh, there's a ghost in my house. Um, uh, but but I had everything up, up to that anyway, so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always interested talking to people who sort of came across the fall, not at the beginning. When you got that 77, 79 yeah, album, yeah, was, yeah. was there a real difference for you between the sort of Martin era and the uh, Mark, Stephen, Craig album? Because they sound like two completely different bands to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell who was who was on those uh, tracks because, it, it, you know, it's a compilation. I mean, you know, uh, rep I mean, Repetition really stood out and Bingo Masters Breakout, it's a new thing, you know. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, there were the, that, that was that. And then um, <clears throat> I suppose after, I don't know, I suppose from, to jump from that to, say, Smiles and Eat Yourself Fitter, I mean, which is probably, you know, uh, I, I, you know, another whether it was my f first introduction or um, another introduction, you know, on the tube watching that um, would be, you know, I'm jumping around eras and not yeah. any question, um, but it, it, it's I suppose the way that Mark rolled his R's. Um, uh, uh, just like kept it, <laughs> kept it, kept it similar to me, but he just did it in a different way through the yeah. years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. because I, I'm always amazed people don't make as much differentiate, differentiation, if that's the right word, between yeah. different lineups as yeah. I, I possibly would. You know, it sounds like glaringly yeah. different to me. Well, I guess Hex and Room to Live for me are like really different than, than uh, the first bit for me. Yeah, I suppose so. But you like, can uh, see that, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, when Stephen, Mark, and Craig came in, it, it's yeah. as I say, it sounds like well, either either the people who played on the first album have all forgotten how to play. So, well, I mean, a lot of that's down to the drumming, the complete change in drumming, though, isn't it? Between suppose between Carl and Mike Lee. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, but because I was looking at your, your top 30 on um, Land of the War, you've got your top 30 full songs. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'm sure that, go on. Um, I can't even remember doing that, but I mean, I'm yeah, glad well, I did. They're, 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 they're all over the place, don't get me wrong, but they're from every different era going. Okay. But, um, we won't mention the fact that Steve's not on your number one. I, I was doing some, I was doing some uh, maths about it. I'm on 12 of them. Fair enough. I was only in there five minutes. Steve's on 26, which is quite impressive. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, what, what, what was number one? What was number one? Dr. Book's Lab. Right. I mean, that was, I was definitely going through a phase of love and unutterable. I mean, and, and I still do, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. what it's quite all right. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to favour the one Steve's on. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not apologising. Oh, no, like, you know, I think that if I was to pick one to. Day, it would be you know um, my new house. So right, okay. Hey, um, that's, that's very interesting that because that's not even in your top thirty. Which is very interesting because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think that that just kind of goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, A lot of people say that, that don't they? It changes yeah. on day to day. Yeah, I mean, I bet Totally Wired's probably not in there, but I mean, it would be on most days. It's number five. <laughs> number five, Totally Wired. <laughs> 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 I spent a lot of time on those. 
Well, I mean, that's, that's, quite, that's quite a sort of um, indictment, isn't it, that you can pick 30 and then ask you about it and you name a song that isn't even in the 30. I mean, that's quite... Just goes for quite yeah, a body of work, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I was listening to um, in preparation to this, you know, this yeah. morning I listened to Dragnet, and and it was like, you know, I think on a on a on some days that is definitely my favourite, you know, flat of angles and uh, you know, Dice Man and stuff like that. I love that, and then you know, um, Smiles is probably oh, Smile is probably my favourite of, right. of, of you know of all time today. You know, today, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, when was the first time you saw the fall live then? When was that? Uh, embarrassingly, 1991 or 92. Wow. Right, so. Yeah, where so was not, that? Not, not, not super early. Uh, the Hacienda. Right, okay. Um, you... uh, it was Extricate uh, when that was just coming out or when it was out. Yeah. Because, right. Because you go into the Hacienda, we, we touched on this before we started recording, you go into the Hacienda living in Northwich was quite the day out, wasn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. it was. Um, well, I mean, I started, I mean, you know, I lived in Northwich from the age of seven years old. And at age 13, I started, you know, going to going to Manchester to Underground Market and, you know, Andale and all that kind of stuff uh, when I was a kid. And, um, it, you know, just felt that that was where I should be. I don't, I don't know why. You know, I just felt that, you know, I should never have been moved from Manchester mm-hmm. and I should always have been, you know, like, you know, growing up there. And, um, and then when, you know, when the Hacienda opened, I was kind of like, you know, when I first started going there, I felt it was like my, I don't know, just spiritual place, home, just spiritual home, place of worship, or whatever. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It's like a, it's like um, you, you know, just this huge, wide open space that that you could kind of like hide in or like watch stuff in, and you know, and, and but I didn't, I didn't see uh, the fall, although I had all the records until. Whenever it was ninety one or ninety, it was ninety one. It must have been. It could have been ninety. But whenever Extricate came out, and um, I loved it, you know, it's flipping mind blowing. Uh, so, but I never, I never saw Bricks in the band, which was annoying. All right, okay. Even though she came back later on. Even though she came back later on, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because what, what you know, when when the chance kind of took off after that I kind of you know I was never I was just never around you you know it's just like always just so uh, you don't don't strike me as a hard worker Tim you never seem to have much going on (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, he's probably done more this morning than you're going to do all year. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 when, when else? I've seen you quite a few times though, like five or six times. But um, um, Royal Exchange. I saw. I saw that gig. I don't know whether. I don't remember the Royal Exchange. When was yeah. that? Safe? I don't remember the Royal Exchange. I think it was um, it was quite late on. Yeah. Might have been posted. Before we move on from the Hacienda, I've got to ask something about something in your book where you, oh, you yeah. reckon getting on from the Hacienda involved walking from Whitworth Street to Old Trigon train station. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, we always went. Um, you know, I, I, I went to the Hacienda with, with friends from Northwich and and. Um, we 
you know, we'd go there with with the hope of of meeting people and being able to stay with them, and and uh, and sometimes it worked, and often it didn't. Uh, most most of the times it didn't. And, <laughs> and so it'd be like you know. Uh, um, our new friends, flats, you know, until about five o'clock in the morning, and it was like, hey, you lot, you've got to get get lost, you know. So um, it was. Uh, so at that point, it'd be like, well, what do we do now? And Sundays, you know, it was really tricky to get to get to get anywhere, you know. Then, uh, so we, but we knew that there was a train um, at about nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning that would uh, take us to Northwich a lot of the time, but on Sundays it was random and, and often they didn't show up. So we'd end up walking the whole distance, which would take us until about four o'clock in the We would sing fall songs. We would sing, you know, we'd sing like mm-hmm. Oh Brother and we'd sing Creep and, you know, and, you know, and it'd be just, what you know, whatever the whatever the song of the, of the time was and we'd just, you know, probably be still quite, you know, created, yeah. and, and and uh, but it, the time would pass pretty quick, you know. Well, it was. It's according according to uh, according to Google Maps, two hours forty eight as um, as quick as you can walk it. I mean, I, I don't know where, where the guy's got a bit of a shift on. That seemed like quite quick to me. Two hours forty eight. Yeah. What from Altrincham to Northwich or from Manchester? No, no, this is from this is from Whitworth Street to Altrincham. Altrincham. Right. Well, I mean, that is someone really with. I mean, it depends which way you go, I suppose. But and, I mean, the, the little guy on the the little guy on the Google Maps is probably sober as well, isn't he? Let's face it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's not not much staggering going on. Walking sideways, you know. Sideways. So, who else did you see at the Hacienda then? Uh, Orange Juice, uh, Death Cult, oh. um, oh. um, a certain ratio. Yeah. Oh, you, were really... at, you were looking at Cat Cemetery at the end, weren't you? Royal Family in the Poor. Um, um, uh, New Order a lot. Big yeah. Audio Dynamite. Big Audio Dynamite a couple of times. Um, uh, I, was, I think I was at that Big Audio Dynamite, I think. I, I was, someone someone peeks up on my white trousers. You know, and it's gowns and someone peeks up on my peeks up on it. That's the universe telling you not to wear white trousers. Well, you know, it's only now and again you can get away with them, but you know, on that night I was I was definitely trying to impress somebody and Well then Jones has got white trousers on the front that could cover the first they're going to album, so you probably... Everyone in the Hacienda that night was wearing my jeans. <laughs> could never carry them on me. You had to wash them too often. One day, I, 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 I dread to think how bad my darker jeans were, because after wearing white jeans for a day, they were filthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, I mean, did you like the Hacienda as a place to see bands? I did, actually. I mean, because it, it was... I mean, it always seems to go off to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, people used to moan about the sound, didn't they? I've, I've moaned about the sound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a good sound when we when we played. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it, I mean, you know, I can't say anything about the sound now because, of, you know, Diane and, you know, Oz and... Yeah. They did a sterling job. Um, um, go, yeah. um, oh, fantastic. I mean, we've talked about Oz, Diane, Eddie on here yeah. before. 
Have you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point. I mean, there should be. I think really there should be a book about them because they were essential to Manchester music. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I talk to Di all the time. You know, um, late night on the tour bus. You know about you know her experiences. I mean, just the fact that they would take the PA and set it up in all these, you know, places, even, you know, like yeah. Preston and Liverpool and, you know, and, yeah. you know, just, 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 well, even, even down south, I think they, they, they said that they took um, their, their they PA. They took the whole PA, yeah. yeah we talked yeah. with them, we've talked with them where they, where they did, did the PA every night, they took the PA every night. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. You know, to yeah, think yeah, that yeah. have to dismantle it and, and then <laughs> set it up and then sound check it. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, so that's a day's work, isn't it? That? I mean, we talked oh, about it before. Mark did a deal with them. Right. Whereby we, our gear would go with them so we could just have a minibus. But the deal was that we'd help them put the PA up. That's brilliant. So we yeah. were getting to the venue, lugging out the PA, putting it up, setting up the gear on stage, sound checking, doing the gig. Taking down the gear on stage, then taking the PA down and then carrying it out. Wow. wow I remember wow, that wow. particular Edinburgh Playhouse one where it was oh, three, three right. floors up in it above the Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So Diane always, always tells me about um you know the the, the Hey Luciani um gigs, you know, in, in Edinburgh and was it Amsterdam maybe or Oh yeah, the the, the ballet. Yeah, the ballet, and, and yeah, I, mean, yeah. that, I mean, that's kind of like... Oh, they did that as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of... Um, it's a big moment, really, for the fall, for, for fall fans, right, of, of, of a yeah. certain age. The biggest one, it, Steve? Well, one of the highlights of the whole thing was that doing that, but, yeah, at least that... At least then we were in Saddle as well for 20 nights. Wow. Michael Clark, you sure, taking the PA down. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped it on his leg one night, the whole thing was canceled. Wow. Well, there is that, isn't there? Yeah. Was, you've got guitarists and drummers carrying a PA up three flights of stairs. It's a bit of a risk. <laughs> well, let's face it, we're a drummer because there was a two of us, and uh, let's face it, <laughs> Carl wasn't exactly front and centre when it came to doling out the no. jobs, was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Oz and, Oz and Di and Eddie, seemed, they kind of run through the whole of that Manchester scene. Yeah, yeah. Sort of 79 yeah. onwards, don't they? Because they produced, uh, or, or, uh, Oz produced Roll Trumbull, didn't he, Steve? He did. Yeah. yeah. I, he I, did. I, knew done, I knew he'd done some production, and, and Di, had, uh, some of her recordings are on are on four records, aren't they? They are, yeah. They did um, that Tempo House live from the Hacienda. The, really, they recorded yeah. that. That is like just what what a sound. Yeah. yeah. What a sound. It's flipping mad. Well, I mean, they all sound great. If you listen to any of them, you know, the, the uh, Factory Icon videos? Yeah. Like um, Tarashevenko. Is that? No, no. Which one, I can't remember which one the New Order one is from... Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. But... And then there's the birthday party one. And they all sound oh. fantastic, but I'm not so sure it sounded that great in the room. Right, right. I mean, people used to complain about it, but it was not meant to be just like a venue, was it? I suppose it was meant to be an art project. I mean, it did get better, to be honest. I mean, I, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. When it first opened, it was like, like playing in an aircraft hangar. The sound, it was just whips everywhere. And then you put a lot of baffles up after that. But it was it was an amazing place to, 
you, you felt amazing when you were in there watching yeah. the band. I, I, I thought, and 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 I suppose it was. I, I don't know. I mean, I always thought that maybe say watching Big Audio Dynamite was like a big gig, but I, 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 I mean, I don't know. How many did it hold? That's the end of about nine hundred or something, or. Yeah. So what? So how about when you first played it after going there all the time? Well, um, it it was just the best because um, Hooky was there and he was like helping us to put uh, stuff on the stage. Um, Vinnie Riley <laughs> was taking photographs, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like these two, like, <laughs> like, and, 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 uh, and and Sam. Uh, uh, Waldencroft was 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 there as well, um, um, and he was. We were, so it was just like three of, three of my heroes, you know. But there was always a drummer in the Hacienda, wasn't there? I think that was the rule. <laughs> <laughs> there was four, four, four drummers had to be in the Hacienda at all the time. Carl used to basically yeah. live in there, I think. Did he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, think, it's me. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've met loads of people who were in bands at the time, and uh, you know, and and. Um, <laughs> You know, Derek from Fifty Second Street said that he just, uh, you know, that it, when he wasn't working in the band, he, he'd, he'd be painting the hacienda and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everyone, everyone had jobs. Yeah. And I think that's just a, a, a brilliant. Tom English, you know, Tom English used to collect the, the glasses, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. What's that? Tom, Tom from the Inspirals he used to work there collecting glasses. Collecting the glasses. That's amazing. He first it's just yeah. amazing. You know, it's like that mm. kind of. Um, you know, there's like a, there's always a job for the lads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a real kind of scene that was it. I, mean, I know there's a lot made of it in Twenty Four Hour Party People, but it it did kind of. I mean, even Mark who moaned right. about it a lot, but he was in there quite a bit. Certainly, yeah, he went to most places. I like I like the fact that he was moaning about it. Well, he always did, didn't he? It was... <laughs> That's so funny. Well, he, 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 when it, when Manchester, when, it, when Manchester band started, he kept protesting he was from Salford. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my, my dad used to say that I was from Salford. So. Yeah, he wasn't. But anyway, that's a different story. But then when, oh, when Manchester, Manchester took off completely, he moved to Edinburgh. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an yeah, Edinburgh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good so, album. we touched on... Um, where was it? What album was it? Oh, um, Extricate. You were at the launch party for Extricate, weren't you? I was uh, at, at, yeah. at, the, at the pub. I, I was the in first the one there. Right? I was the first one there. I was excited, and well, I wasn't the first one there. Mark was the first one there. It was at the bar, and uh, and uh, we had a, we had a natter. Um, can't really remember what what was saying there, but he was he was always kind of like quite kind to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, um, I mean, I don't remember what we said at that first meeting, but I, I do remember when um, I met him at the Ramada, and he was at the bar, and, and I was talking to him a little bit, and he said, oh, um, you were at Glastonbury last night? And I said, uh, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I watched it on the telly. And I was like, yeah, and I was just waiting for him to sort of like say something, you know, bad, and he said, you were the best man on it? And I was wow. like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, I'm going to keep that one, you know, in my memory for however long ago it was. So 95 that was. So. Wow. Yeah. So, 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 we, 
Paul, were you not at the extra cake launch then? No, I, I think my invite must have been lost in the post, Steve. Uh, <laughs> maybe there was a postal strike or something. I don't know. Yeah. So did, did I mean, did uh, Paul, you know, like, um, you know, you know, you were in and out for you know little bits, and uh, you know, and um, you know, yeah. played on some, you know, amazing records, and and but then when you know, like, so at extricate time, uh, and you weren't in the band, were you still like friends or something, or was it not like that? Well, I mean, I, I had no choice but to be friends because when Steve was in the band, so I used to, I mean, I used to go, I used to go to most gigs in uh, when they played Manchester because obviously Craig was a big friend of mine. Well, Craig. I mean, yeah, Craig. I, I was. I always think about him because he was an astonishing player, wasn't he? Amazing player. Yeah. 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 He still is. I have no doubt about it. But he's, he's, not, yeah. he's not that inclined to play anymore, which is a shame. Right. Oh. But yeah. No, so what does he do? What does he do? Does he just like hang out? And... He's, a, he's, a, he's a retired man now, living on his uh, and his earnings, most of which probably didn't come from the fall. I would imagine. Right. <laughs> he should play. He should play to himself, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him do more. But you know, you know. We did try and get. We did try and get him, didn't we? For yeah, that album was just done. Oh, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, like, uh, was he just like being shy? Yes, he is. Well, he, he's quite he's shy individual, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. The thing I remember, I used to go back, and sometimes it was all right, but towards the end of Steve's time, I kind of tried to to avoid it because the atmosphere was just terrible. I remember going to see him at Sankey's Soap, I think it was, and the atmosphere backstage was absolutely toxic. Wow, wow, (laughs) wow. Was that just, do you think sometimes that's because everyone had known each other for so long? And Yeah, there was a a lot of that, yeah. There was like, people say that. you got four people there who are sick of the sight of each other. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, under, I understand that, you know, just through, through life experience, you know. Um, yeah. But um, in, I suppose it was kind of like, I mean, the amount of work that you, you've both, you know, done, um, I mean, must be quite rewarding though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, massively. To look back and look records you're on is incredible. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, must be, that must be even more for well, at least for you. That you know, it's great to look back and say I've done all of that. You know, it'll take you a while to look back and say I've done all that because you've done quite a lot, haven't you? Uh, well. I, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I have a sort of um, you know a, a weird relationship with stuff that I've done. I just kind of I mean, I, I don't really look at it really uh, for some reason. I just kind of like try to just keep working out what I'm going to do next, you know, and yeah. and, and that that that's a, a place that I always get really kind of like um, quite nervous about, you know, what next, what next, what next, and it's kind of, you know, figuring that out takes up all my time and, and I never really get the chance to look at what, what I've done, but uh-huh. one day, but no. I mean, you know, what was like, what was it, if you don't mind me asking you some questions, what, what, what was it like with, um, you know, Wonderful and Frightening World of, you know, that kind of time, that to me, is I don't know today. Let's say today that's my favorite album. Yeah. What we'll was that like? I mean, we were both playing together, and there's like you know, there's you know, Gavin Friday was involved, and you know, on Grey Whistle Test, all that. Mm. I mean, that was just it must have been like the crystal, crystallized moment, right? It was. I mean, the weird thing about that is, you're Steve, you start, you start. Carry on. What are you going to say? I was going to say it was. Um, Amazing because signing to beggars, it was like kind of opening the curtains in a way. It was like 
Yeah. There was money, yeah. the studios were fantastic. And it was kind of like, actually, you know, this is what being in a band should be like, really, yeah. for me. Yeah. It was kind of what you always imagined, yeah. Yeah. Decent studios, decent hotels. I mean, I know that's, you know, um, nobody was asking us to carry the PA anymore. Um <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but I mean John Lackey, you know, working with John Lackey, he basically worked with everyone, yeah. you know. But um the weird thing is about that, that it was like, oh, this is what being in a band should be, and we've got money and it's going really, really well. We both left. But by the time we did that all day whistle test, me and Steve were, 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 were both out of the band and came back just to fulfill that commitment. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But then, back, but then you were back in on the on the next one, right? Steve was, yeah. I, I was, yeah. So, so you, you just didn't go back? Or... I didn't know. Because, no. I mean, what it was, was uh, it's a weird thing. With the, I, the reason I left the fall is because I, I got to start thinking I should be in a band with that's more about me, you know. Because right. I'm I, well, the best one in the world. This is Mark's band and I'm just blended under it, which is, you know. Because when you're young and daft, you start thinking I should be doing more. But then the reason I wasn't doing more because I wasn't talented enough to do any more than that. But then, <laughs> but then once I left and I went back to do some recording, I, th- I just thought I can't be asked with the hassle of this anymore. But it was great just going back and just being a sort of uh, paid musician to play on the fall because there was no pressure at all then. Because there was quite a lot of pressure being in the fall, Steve. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite full on, wasn't it? There's yeah. always. Right, like Tim said, you were always you weren't thinking about what went before. You were just thinking about what the next album and yeah, the next album. And, and it was pretty much one a year, which is some going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you get in between right, as well? Well, didn't mm. you play on Cruises Creek, Paul? Or, or... No, neither was played on Cruises Creek. So that, oh. so that that'll just give you some idea. Is uh, so basically, I took. Four, four or five months off. Yeah. After that old grilly whistle test. And in that four months, they toured Britain, toured America, recorded two singles and started working on the next album all in that short space of time. Wow. Because, I mean, I suppose it's like, because you're both on the cover, right? No, I'm not. You're not on the cover. Okay. I'm on the cover, but I don't actually play. I didn't actually play on the songs. Simon Rogers was still filling in for me at the time. Oh wow! You can tell by the bass, though, can't you? How good it is. You can. It's great. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then what about Gavin Friday? How, how did he get involved? Uh, the Virgin Prunes were toured with us quite a lot. Right. Okay. And and him and Mark became quite good friends. Yeah, amazing, so, amazing. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were kind of, we kind of got on with them because they were, they were a bit like our cousins, really. They were doubling, so they had the same sort of life as the cats, sort of, that kind of working class doubling. We knew, yeah. we knew quite a lot about because we were, we, we were second generation kind of of that. Wow. So we got on quite well, and they, they say that us and bought my mum some flowers yeah. and things. So my mum, oh, my mum loved them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's, that, that's important. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm completely unfazed by the fact that they were all sat around wearing dresses and everything. Once they bought them, she, she yeah. didn't care. Once she found out they're from Dublin, they... <laughs> <laughs> well, he was great on that album. I thought. Uh, yeah, it was amazing, amazing. And then uh, you know, uh, Stephen's song—that's a good one, right? 
Working title, still working after. That's the classic. Uh, that's yeah, that's classic. A bit, that. Wasn't that a Craigness on that one as well? Craigness, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That's, is that another working title? Or? Must have been, mustn't it? Because I don't, I don't yeah, think, I don't think, I, the, I don't think Stephen's song's about you, is it? Or maybe it is. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. And maybe I don't know. But uh, it was just a working title. Let's try Steve's song, and it turned into the title. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, did you leave and come back then, Paul? Sort of. I left when we both left then after that old grey whistle test, and then they went back, and it was just Carl, obviously, for a while. Yeah. And then Carl, I don't know what happened, but he started going AWOL. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then so they had this really big gig that we're doing, and they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave it to chance that Carl might not turn up because it was it was um, from Manchester with love. It was so it was at the Royal Court in Liverpool. Yeah. With um, New Order, the Smiths, and the Fall all Brilliant. playing less benefit for Liverpool Council. And it wasn't really monetary benefit because they paid a fortune, I believe. But um, so that was quite a big gig. So Mark was a bit nervous that Carl wouldn't turn up. So he, he got Steve to ask me to do it, and then another drummer. He, he got another drummer in just in case. Um, yeah, and I, I couldn't do it. And then Carl turned up. So there was <laughs> there was three of us. Oh my god! Yeah, and, I, 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 and, and Mark said to Carl, "Well, you know." You said you would you'd gone missing, so we've got Paul in, so he's gonna do it. So I ended up doing it. So that was my last gig with the fall was the Smiths, New Order and the Fall. Wow, what a gig. It's not a gig, not a bad gig to go out because yeah, it's good. New Order went on first because obviously they had that much equipment, you couldn't move it twice. So obviously they sound checked last, last left everything on the stage. And so that was the only reason they were on first, because I'm pretty sure they were the biggest band. Yeah. And then we then we went on and then the Smiths went on at the end. Wow. Good gig, oh, I wish I could get the T-shirt. Somebody keeps putting the T-shirt on eBay and things, and it's like 400 quid. I mean, I'd love to have the T-shirt, but I'm not paying 400 quid for it. It probably won't fit me anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Slates and Grotesque? They were like, they, it kind of like came hand in hand for me, that, them two. Well, yeah. Well, they were, Grotesque was um, cargo. In Rochdale, I don't know if you ever, but you ever went in there, Tim? Did you? No, I don't think. No, I didn't. No. Was that um, Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, yeah, Sixteen. Yeah. I might have just, I might have had a look because I mean it's legendary, and I might, I might have been in there and just yeah. sort of like you know, uh, you know, went with somebody and maybe yeah. also, I don't know, and sort of like just had a little, little look around and then, but I'd have never recorded there. No. So I mean, that was the first thing I did was that because we did. We did kind of um, Elastic Man and New Face in Hell were the first two. The first two things I ever did in the studio were them two. But wow. I, I really like going to um, Cargos. Did you see? Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? Yeah, and when it turned into Sweet Sixteen, it got kind of got better. Wow! Well, well, well. uh, so did the four uh, record Sweet Sixteen then? Yeah, we did. We did a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're putting me on the spot now, but we definitely. Well, that was well, did Pete Hook come to them when it was three sixteen? Yes, he did. Yeah, it was Pete Hook and Sean. Do you know Sean? Tim? Yeah, 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 he does. Sound sound, yeah. Uh, chemical Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah new Monsters, order, yeah. yeah, but I mean, that was he in Sucker Monsters as well. He may have been. Yeah, he may mm. have been. Yeah, 
I can look it up. How do you spell how do you spell his name? S I A N. Watch this, I'll type it in now and it'll say he went to Stockholm. Yeah, no. Mm. Hang on. You talk amongst yourselves. What did people do before the internet? Oh, what about looking stuff up? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know, I've had music magazines. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I still try. And, I still try and read music magazines. I must admit, them and film magazines. I never really. I can. I can read. Get me news off the internet, and I, I don't mind watching TV on the internet. But yeah. when it comes to reading about music and films, I, I like to have a magazine in me. And it's it's nice. I, I, I mean, the, the weeklies though were. We're good, weren't they? The um, yeah, the yeah, and yeah. all that sounds. That was good. The good times. That's where I used to get because my mum used to work in a paper shop in a, in a really small village outside of Northwich, and there was one copy of, of each of them, and yeah. and uh, and uh, you know, she used to sort of like you know bring one bring one back because you know only two of them would ever be sold. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it yeah. just depended on which one was in trouble to bring one back with me it's just like the highlight of my week. You know, yeah, so. yeah. Because, I mean, oh. that's something else we've talked about before is um, just how important the music press was sort of so yeah. in the 70s, 80s. It was massive, weren't they? I, mean, I would never have heard of like Cramps or Gun Club or, you know, I would probably not, well, not have heard the form, well, without a record shop or music magazine. So uh, it's just. They were great at Gun Club, weren't they? I saw them at the Hacienda, actually. They were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember them playing there. Yeah, they were brilliant. Jeffrey Lee Pierce walked on the stage and went, Hey, man, what's happening? And I thought, This guy's a rock star. This is a proper deal, (laughs) isn't it? Leather kecks on, diamond there. Fantastic. Oh yeah, good, 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 good vibes. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Kid Congo, who's a guitarist, yeah, he, he was in the North video, obviously. He was, yeah, he was another. Well, they they did play again. They played with us quite a few times at Gun Club. They were great, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Was it Patricia? Uh, I can't think of the second name on bass. Morrison. Yeah, Morrison, is it? Patricia yeah. Morrison, yeah. Fantastic, what yeah. they were. Yeah, the first one's brilliant, uh, uh, but um, but Miami's a good one. Yeah, we're, talk- we're talking about getting them on, aren't we, Kid Congo? Because have you, have you read his book, uh, Tim? Is, uh, I haven't, no, is it I good? I haven't read it yet, but if no. you get him on, I'll read it. <laughs> 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 I'm not paying 12 quid unless he's coming on. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've read some extracts from it, and it, he's, he's lived quite the life as well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Kidding. Oh. But a so, very nice guy. What, what are your favourite mm-hmm. albums, then? What, of anyone? So were they were they what we'd call maybe like the happiest days? Um, um, we never put happy with it, do we? <laughs> happy never never really computes really. No. <laughs> Because but that'd be funny when we were, talk, we were talking a minute ago about doing, um, I forgot the name of the album, uh, doing the wonderful and frightening world. Though, mm-hmm. when it was like, this is everything I thought being in a band was in, was yeah. what it should be like. It was, you know, decent money. And I left five minutes later, so it was wow. never really about happiness, really. Which no, is ridiculous, I know. No. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think the most fulfilled, should you say, would be about that period. I think the sort of 
when it was me, Steve, Mark, and Craig, and then Carl. So it's like the commitment had paid off. Kind yeah, of yeah. It was. I mean, yeah. to be in that band and produce, you know, being a band with your brother and three mates and produce something yeah. you're really, really proud of. I mean, that's about as good as it gets, isn't it? I think in a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Well, obviously, there's different ones at different times, and some I've got better memories of other than others. But infotainment scan was wow. uh, another another one kind of like that because that was like me, Craig, Simon, and Dave Bush. Yeah. So like four, four baits again, all yeah. sort of writing songs and. It's um, it's thinking on that lost in music. Yeah. Yeah, because I th- I, I, I've said this before as well, and I'll probably say it on every podcast, but that, for me, is the best cover The Fall ever did, that Lost in Music. I love yeah, Lost amazing. in Music. That's brilliant. I think it's quite underrated in terms of uh, what he brought to The Fall, Dave Bush, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Because he really he did kind of moved the sound on, didn't he? He did. He did. That was his whole... That was his... Idea, he said that to us when he joined. I'm going to drag you into the next century. Which albums do you think have been written about the most? Would you say oh, Hex? Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone yeah. could even write a book about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody like, milked it, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's like such a hard listen that one isn't it it is yeah, yeah. yeah. it's um, I mean it's it, you know it pays off obviously um, but it's such a hard listen I find, I find it incredible because it does you're right it does pay off and there's there's lots of going on but it, it I'm surprised it, it went down a lot better or immediately on its release, and I think anybody thought, certainly as Mark thought, you know, he thought people were going to say, what the fuck's this? And then it got really, really good reviews and yeah. everything, which is quite a surprise, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, and, 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 and was, like, Room to Live after or before? Was that, after, yeah. And, mm. and was that considered uh, to be, like, you know, like a, a high point or...? No, no, that was cool. <laughs> Very much a low point. Because Hex was so exhausting, do you think? Or? Well, we, we did it too quick, I think. It was, right. it was like 10 yeah. minutes after we'd done Hex, we were back in and doing something else. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it. yeah, it was done too quickly and things weren't going well in the band at the time, were they? Was it on the same label yeah. though, or, or, or was yeah. it like a full a contract fulfillment kind of no, thing? No, no, not at all. It was wow. it was the same label. Wow. And um, I think I think one of them when we went in to do a single and ended up doing six songs or something. Right. Okay. But mm. it was it was horrible um, because wow. Mark was trying to get away from Hex basically, so. He was doing stuff with just two people on and not telling people and all that kind of stuff, you know, and sort of trying to undermine the band, for want of a better word. I'm sure he didn't see it as undermining the band, but trying to stop people getting too comfortable because because it had had such good reviews, X. I think he thought that we were all getting a bit, hey, we're great, us. Right. But you would think, I mean, you need that sometimes, though, don't you? I don't either. So then, so we're into live, and then, and then it was perverted by language after that. 
Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So that was a big change, wasn't it, Steve? Especially for you, because Mark Riley had gone then. It was obviously Steve's. Mark Riley had... Yeah. Yeah. Childhood friend. Yeah, that yeah. was difficult. Yeah. But, but, and we did manage to pull it back, though, didn't we, for perverted by language? Something. Yeah. I didn't record yeah. that. Mega record. So powerful. But, and, yeah. And, and like a commercial as well, right? In a way, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, it, I mean. Well, I think, well, I mean, certain songs on it. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether part of that's because they were on the tube, those two songs, but the, but they seem to stick out as kind of commercial, even even despite themselves, like Smile. Yeah. Yes. You wouldn't say that was commercial. No. Well, it was. But, a, uh, it's a great song. Hotel I, I, always, I always think of uh, Perverted by Language as Craig's album, really, because he well, was basically yeah. doing everything, money. Yeah, he was uh, most of the songwriting, wasn't he? Yeah. Because he was the only, uh, it was me and Carl and Steve doing the rhythm section, but the only melody there was, because let's face it, Mark wasn't providing a great deal of melody, was it? The only melody there was was Craig, really, and he really kind of stepped up to the plate, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Garden is on there, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's another one of his. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's one of my. There's a this film of it. I'm, we've probably talked about this before, but there's a film of it at the Hacienda, pulling right. up. Yeah, yeah. Me and Carl, me and Carl yeah. playing, and, that, and that's just yeah. that's a that's a privilege. So you know, if you're going to look back and say I was part of that, look back at that and you think, fucking hell, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. you that's say good. that, but yeah. I, I was, did watch that recently. It did come up somehow on that and. The comments underneath, the yeah. bass is out of tune. <laughs> Controversial. Controversial. What was your bass, Steve? What kind of bass did you play? I always had a precision. Right. I, I, I was the first bass I ever had was an Araya, and I thought it was yeah. it was it was a, a bit like yours, but they um, were quite good then, weren't they? Amazing. Got a really good twangy sound. Yeah. 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 They were quite a good copy, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was. Well, no, it was. It was a precision copy, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah same shape. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, a bit twangier, I think, maybe. But I, I kind of, I, I, I wondered because you know, because of your sound, Steve, whether it was like an Araya because for some reason, but. Uh, yeah, no. on the real thing by then, weren't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most, most expensive thing he possessed in the world was his bass. It was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of great bass lines. So where did you get that from, Steve? Was it A1? The precision, yeah. uh, probably that that one that I inherited from Mark Riley at the time, yeah? Because oh, obviously... Right. Was that, I was that not a copy that no 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 that was a that was a precision right but, uh, so yeah you know when I joined he obviously moved on a guitar and yeah. I inherited that bass off him which is where where all the trouble started wasn't it when we like we were talking about when we left whose bass it was it got no. It got stolen out the back oh, of the van, did, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, that was the that was the trigger <laughs> point for the fourth leading. Yeah. What was um um you know the the feelings like with Martin Brammer and stuff? Was it all okay? Yeah. Yeah. Did he ever like Blue Orchids? Loved them. Yeah, I thought yeah, they were yeah, great. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought what was great about them is that they weren't like the fall. In, in, do you know what I mean? They were kind no, of sort of spacey, weren't they, and more psychedelic. 
Yeah, I mean, you could tell in some ways, I think, uh, you know, with some of the vocals, obviously, but, uh, but yeah. If you like um, full similar music <laughs> with Martin Brahma singing, you should check out House of All. If they want to do a listening party, they should. Oh, yes. Oh, go yes. on then. Yeah. Anyway, you might yeah. get that. Well, we'll take it under for that, Tim, if you want oh, one. Of course. Yeah. So, it come, the album comes out on the 23rd of March. Okay, great. Does it? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, keep right. it going. Because, yeah. you know, the Grotesque and Slates one was fantastic, wasn't it? And then... Um, yeah, we did. We did, we did, we did, we did four, didn't we? Well, we definitely did a wonderful and frightening world um, of yeah. uh, Slates, Grotesque. Um, I'm not Hex. sure, though. Hex, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a great one, the uh, Abbey Road. Ben Sinister. Oh yeah, yeah. That was amazing. That was fantastic. That was really, yeah, yeah. That was a that, great that was, night. That was a yeah. really good night. And it was good to see John Leckie as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it really was. Yeah. His memory his memory was pretty good. Incredible. We had him on the podcast and he remembers everything. Which is just, you know, I, I said to George Harrison, I said, and uh we talked about when we when we were in the studio. Sort of when I was in the studio with him, I don't know whether it got better later on. We never, never. I mean, if you were in the studio with John Lucky now, you'd sit two inches away from him and just sort of bend his ear to get him to tell tales about the stuff he'd worked with. But we didn't, never did it, never at all. And it was kind of frowned on anyway. Yeah. That's funny, that, isn't it? Because it was totally frowned on all through the fall, wasn't it? Because we. Yeah. We were in doing them peel sessions with uh, Dale Griffin all the time, weren't we? And- I did one with him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And no, two, nobody, ever, nobody ever mentioned Mott the Hoople. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you were big fans, weren't you? You and Mark and Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. them now. I love them now, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't really know them at the time. Um, I know you bands from Manchester. No, see, you know, Steve's, uh, Steve's, um, Steve's a lot, 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 lot older than a lot me. Older you two. than you two, yeah. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> you saw the old big bands, didn't you, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, 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 to live through Roxy Music and Bowie must have been amazing, so that's... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the plus of being a bit older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I miss out on all them. I, I, my, my, my first taste of music was the vibrators, automatic love. Where was that? Where was that? <laughs> oh, I just saw it on top of the pops. Oh, and right, I, okay. And, 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 and that was like <clears throat> the first bit of music that really got me going, you know, it was like that and, you know, Clash and... Yeah. You know... And, Still, and, how old would you have been about then? Were you, let's... I was 11. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good age. Yeah. And then And then 16, when it was like, you know... Fall and New Order and and uh, lots of bands on mute records yeah. as well. You know, Fad Gadget and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's, it's good. It's a good, good time to be from Manchester, then, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, for, to be honest, I mean, you know, living in the sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 Tony Wilson really was yeah. oh, the guy. Right. 
he was the guide and and uh you know i don't know how well obviously he knew what he was doing uh sneaking in all his favorite bands sort of like <laughs> after the after the uh sort of like friday night news would yeah. it was just amazing you know and um and i, I don't know he was he was like it was, I, I was probably he was like one of the best front men in the world yeah he's an author and he uh he's a uh, film producer and he worked he worked at granada right and basically you kind of take it for granted being from granada land until it's not until you see the television in the rest of or you look at the rest of the country at that time that you, you don't realize just how lucky we were to have Granada with Tony Wilson because Granada was all all your great music programs. Totally, yeah, Granada, aren't they? But, yeah, totally. And then Channel Four started doing a few good things after that, but it was always Granada. And, and 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 you don't realize how kind of sub- subversive Tony Wilson really was uh, no. uh, until because at the time he just sort of like seemed like a normal bloke, but uh, yeah. you know. Um, you know, on the telly and, and stuff like that. But now when you see what he did and, and who he did it with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these, uh, you know, amazing bands at that time, including yourselves, you know, it was like flipping, I, I don't know. Do you know him too? Bring, bring, bringing people to, you know, bring, bringing bands to the, yeah. the public eye, you know, it's just amazing. Did you know him? I did, yeah. I mean, not well enough because I was because he was kind of a hero when I was growing up, I'm always a bit, yeah. I, I'm too, I'm, you know, I just don't know where to start because mm-hmm. I've, I've got so much inside of me that it just all, usually just all bursts out. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I spoke to him before I was in the band at the Hacienda and he was pretty reasonable. You know, he was just, he was just happy that, um, you know, I, I was getting what, what they were doing and all that kind of stuff and that I'd come from Northwich and all this kind of stuff. And then um, I, he came to see the Charlatans a few times and he interviewed, he, he put us on, it was called Celebration, Granada Celebration. In 1990, he put us on. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was supportive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, without being funny, it, it, that kind of completely transformed the city. I mean, in, in a, you know, yeah, not in a sort of metaphysical sense, in a, in a, in a physical sense and everything, didn't it? That whole thing, that whole scene, I mean, it's, it's completely transformed Manchester now. Because he said, um, I think when the Hacienda was being built or it just, you know, or it was in its first, you know, it, it was in its infancy. You know, we were saying, you know, um, the clubs. Uh, you know, kids have clubs in New York and kids have clubs in Paris. For, for there not to be a club uh, like this in Manchester would be a de- detriment to the youth of today. And I was just like fucking too right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you, you you went to it was kind of like, was it the underground in New York, Steve? That it was kind of based on was it? Or the Peppermint Lounge or one of them, wasn't it? Lounge, I think. One yeah. Of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah because Harass, they, they, they obviously went over and yeah. saw that and thought we should do that in Manchester, yeah. which is quite a big step, wasn't it? Yeah, very ambitious. Yeah. I always think that the meeting where they said, I'll tell you what, let's have a club in Manchester. You know, we used to have the Russell Club. Let's have yeah. a club in Manchester. Yeah. Oh, I've got these premises. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the least likely looking place for a club, isn't it? The, the fact that you'd say, let's put a club in here is just unbelievable. It was a boat yard or something, wasn't it? So yacht yacht warehouse, yeah. wasn't it? You know, you know, you because you you often get them in city centres, don't you? Yacht warehouses. <laughs> what was what was that doing there? A yacht warehouse in the middle of yeah. Manchester. 
I didn't I read somewhere that it should have been somewhere else and they lost they lost them premises at the last minute. There was some other premises they were after that they didn't right. get. Okay. okay. Right, so the last thing I've got to ask you about, because we're going to wrap, wrap up now, is you've got there's a line on your tour album dressed all in white like the fall. So is that the the, the season or is that the band? Was, I don't remember the fall ever dressed in white, did they? What, what was that? One of the lines on your album. Dressed all in white like the fall. Dressed all in white like the fall. Mm. No, I don't yeah. think that's the right lyrics. All right, well, okay, there's the internet for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Well, well, I, know, I know what it says. Dressed all in white like that Ford. It's it's a it's um a car. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but um, it's, 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 you know, uh, my accent, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. All, 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 all those years of living in Cheshire. Well, 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 yeah, there you go. That's the name of the bleeding episode out the window, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Next to the magazine, old magazines and pictures of your family dressed all in white like the fall. That's what that's, no, well, that's that, what you get when you look at it. That's what I'm going to sing from now on. Uh, <laughs> even though the film never wore white. Yeah, yeah dressed only white like that Ford. It's um, it's yeah, it's it's about a car. Right, okay. Oh, it's, it's going to be the name of the episode anyway. Now it's even better now, but it's not the actual lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love right. it. Okay, thanks, Tim. That was thanks, fantastic. Yeah, Good to talk to all day. Yeah, yeah, me too. And um, uh, uh, see you for a listening party, and hopefully see you. That would be good. Soon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. On behalf of the grateful world, thanks very much yeah. for the listening part. It's what an amazing yeah. thing to do. That oh, incredible. Oh, no, I, I, I loved it really. I mean, it was it was a lot of work, but it was yeah, just good. Yeah. yeah. All right then. All right. And well, so you're going on tour now. I take it. Uh, going on tour at the end of the month in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You took a punt on that, couldn't you? Uh, I believe you're going on tour. No, no, no. you're always going on tour. I knew he was going on tour. <laughs> in the States. Right, it looks great. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Take care, Thanks so much for doing that. Really, really enjoyed that. Me too. Take care. See you soon, mate. See you Bye. soon. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Brother. The season's final and very special episode will be released in two weeks. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Old Brother Show, where you can find links to our Spotify playlist. Or why not subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher and RSS, so you'll be all set for Series 4 when it eventually appears, which you will, have no doubt about that. You can give us a rating on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, or just tell your friends if you fancy it too. For further reading, our books about the fall, the big midweek and have a bleeding guess, are available from Root Publishers and all good bookstores. Tim's amazing books, including The Listening Party Volumes 1 and 2, are available from bookstores everywhere. New listening parties are scheduled all the time, and what a gift they are, so keep listening. Hope to speak to you all again soon, and remember, if you're driving, take your car. Ta-da! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 